0: Just like there are multiple ways to use a computer, there is more than one way to use your mind. Many different ways exist to focus your thoughts from study and meditation to creating mind maps. Understanding these will help you improve your concentration. So in this episode, we're going to talk about several common methods of thinking that you use and maybe some that you want to start using. But before we get started, we'll... What have you been thinking about lately?
1: I have been dealing with a lot of WebAssembly and Blazor stuff and .NET, just trying to get up to speed with where that stuff is and what opportunities are there. I'm liking it for the most part. There's some things around the debugging experience that are still a bit janky. Um, you know. And I mean, it's, it's Visual Studio, so they will get that sorted out, but it's uh, it's not where I want it to be quite yet. But I probably will still end up using it for some projects, uh, just with, you know, being able to do razor, uh, syntax for things and not being in a slugging match with Angular slash webpack slash TypeScript slash SAS, you know, with, you know, the crazy build change you get in NPM. So it's, it's, uh, it's pretty neat. Uh, that's the main thing I've been doing. I don't, uh, you know, I don't really get out that much, I guess, or if I do, it's like, you know, go eat somewhere and then come back. So how about you?
0: Well, uh, my sister was, uh, down from Ohio this past week. They left on Sunday. So most of the week and through the weekend I spent with them, had a lot of fun. My nephew got to spend the day with me on Saturday. We spent the morning doing my standard morning routine, go out to breakfast, church, prayer service, coffee shop. Then I dropped him off when I went to my, uh, my lesson and then uh, that
1: afternoon we went to the tulip festival in Columbia. I haven't been to the tulip festival. I'm not, I've got family or had family down that way. They're, they're all gone now, but been to mule day
0: bunches. Yeah. Times. I've been to mule day a few times. I'd never been to the tulip festival. That was kind of fun, but I wasn't like, I didn't even know about it. My sister, like I was telling them, you know, my, my plans for the day and she's like, Oh, well we're going to go to Columbia to this tulip festival and take some pictures and she wanted my nephew back for that because he asked if he could just stay with me and she was like I kind of wanted to do some family photos I was like oh well do you want me to come along and bring my camera she's like well I didn't know what you had planned so I didn't want to ask I was like oh no I would love to do that so I got to go do a family photo shoot with them at the Tulip Festival but uh, by the way don't tell the people at Tulip Festival because we did not pay for a photographer entry fee (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well,
1: the police will be kicking down your door.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I wasn't getting paid for the for the photo shoot. So we're like, that's not like, you know, it's not fair to make me pay $30 for to get in when everybody else is paying
1: $10. I think a lot of those things, like they do that in a lot of resorts or like, you know, when we went to uh, Chichen Itza in Mexico years ago. They They did that. And I think now cameras are getting to the point they are so ubiquitous that a lot of these places are just going to have to get over that.
0: Well, I mean, it would make sense. Like I said, it, if I was getting paid for it, like, you know, if I'm making a few hundred dollars, okay, yeah, charge me extra to come in because I'm going to, and I'm going to be like disruptive if I'm if that's the case. Now, as it were, uh, you know, we weren't disrupting things. We were just taking photos as, they, you know, as the opportunity presented. it. We didn't tell people, hey, don't like give us a clear shot and stuff like no we just let people do their thing and we took some photos. Thankfully, I've got a lot of experience with event photography, so I'm good at lining photos up so that you know, yeah, there's people walking by in the background, but you can't see them because of the way I po- like I positioned people. So, yeah, that, I mean that's just one of the benefits of the the stuff I get to do. So, also this uh I guess it was yesterday our worship director texted me. Uh, speaking of church stuff, about how comfortable I am with uh, a few songs because she's working on the schedule for practice. And through the conversation, I realized that I know about nine or ten songs that I am comfortable just jumping on stage with the team and playing. That's really cool. I mean, you know, we've got the the team overall has a much bigger uh, set of songs that they play, but like still, just to think, I can not only play that many songs, but I'm comfortable jumping on stage with the team and playing that many songs. is just amazing to me. Yeah, you've come a long way. Oh, thank you. And finally, we're promoting two of our junior developers. Uh, We've got four, and so they all applied for this internal promotion. Unfortunately, we only have two spots. So it's been interesting because I'm not part of the interview process, but I've been like talking to the two who are on my team that I lead. And they've been asking me questions about uh, going through the interview process and stuff like that. Honestly, it's kind of been fun getting to mentor and guide these guys through this. So I've kind of enjoyed that. It's, it's a different aspect to the whole lead role that I, uh, I have really enjoyed. So speaking of which, I also uh, gave a talk based on the, uh, the same material that we used for the April 1st episode. At work went over really well. I'm giving it uh, in a few weeks down here in Murfreesboro, Burrow. Dev. So, yeah, I think it'll I'll be giving the talk around the time this episode comes out. I'd have to look at the calendar. But uh, when does the episode come out? <laughs> That's oh no no I'll be giving it several weeks after this episode comes out.
1: This comes out on the twenty eighth. Oh, so so the week this episode comes out will be my one thousandth day straight of doing Russian vocabulary at night before go to sleep. Wow. Go you, dude. Go you. I need to start. It's it's real easy. You anchor a habit right after something else you always do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's easy.
0: Smart, smart, smart. So, anyway, uh, we have a new patron.
1: Yeah. Thanks to uh, Matt Billick for your patronage. Uh, We really appreciate it. And, you know, we can't, do this podcast without the support of listeners like you guys. So, thank you. Saving money is hard, especially
0: when you can't remember what you did with your money or where you it's spent obviously it. Obviously, Tulip Mania,
1: right? Tulip Mania 2022, <laughs> know, as I'm opposed really. to the 1600s. So, you don't get as good of a hat. <laughs> Lucas Casares is a fee-only certified financial planner. He owns and runs Level Up Financial Planning virtually out of Fort Collins, Colorado. Yeah, and just like us here
0: at Complete Developer Podcast, his focus is on helping you to not only establish a real plan, but take action on that plan so that you can live your best life.
1: Yeah, and investing in financial planning services really comes down to whether or not you can actually improve your finances. And with the help of Level Up, the compounding impact of making better financial decisions will easily pay for itself.
0: Yeah, what's great is Level Up has a unique pricing model that is designed to help you no matter where you are in your financial journey. So if you're a junior developer starting out or a senior developer thinking, hey, I need to start looking forward
1: to retirement, Lucas has a plan for you. Lucas is also a fiduciary for his clients, which means that he's not here to sell you a product but to help guide you to a better financial situation. You guys can catch his podcast, Techie Personal Finance Bootcamp,
0: where he covers financial topics you probably face and interviews a few other IT professionals who share how they navigated in their careers. You can also learn more at his website, levelupfinancialplanning.com.
1: Most of us don't often think about how we think. It's just a little bit too meta for most people, honestly. And it's it's also hard to examine the brain with the brain. When we put some effort into understanding it, though, there are several ways in which we use our minds to think through a problem or learn something new. And we all use a combination of different methods for this type of thinking. And each of us is better at certain methods than other methods. So methods for thinking are actions
0: that you do that require practice and focus to master. As you consistently continue to develop these methods, your thinking abilities will improve. Uh, One of the reasons that you are probably better at some than others is you found that one to be a little bit easier. So that's what you used more and you put more effort into it because it was a little bit more natural. The best part is that you can use each one of these methods, no matter which one you really excel at.
1: Yeah, And all of us use each of these methods, at least to some degree, and may not really realize that they're methods that can be improved upon. Some of them may be new or something we haven't done in a while, but should start you know, after a while to improve our processing power for this particular approach.
0: In this episode, we're going to look at several different methods of thinking. For each one, we'll talk about the method itself, discuss how to go about using it, and then some common mistakes that people make with that method. Then in the aftercast, we'll talk about the different learning styles and how you can encourage your team with each one. We'll also go over a few of the common learning platforms.
1: So the first one, and this is probably what you're thinking of a lot of times when you're talking about learning, is studying. Studying is a focused examination of a particular subject or topic. So when you study, you set aside a time to read, listen, or practice in a particular area. The objective is to learn something or to deepen your understanding through a focused time of actual work. This allows you to dive deeper into an area and learn more about it. Yeah, most people,
0: like, this is the thing that they go to. This is what, when they think about Thinking on a subject. This is one of the the top ones. I, I tend to uh, purposely put this and the next couple, like the ones that we think about the most, as ways of thinking. Well, and this is everybody's
1: golden hammer, right? Like, yeah, because you had to do this to get to to get to a point where you're driving down, you know, down the road in a car in a software development, you know, professional capacity, and listening to a podcast. And being able to afford all that stuff, you probably had to study quite a bit in school or out of school. To I don't know what you're talking point. about, man. I just naturally know how to do this. <laughs> right. You, you know, computers
0: just speak to me, man.
1: Yeah. But I mean, you know, you pick your you pick the best tool, and typically the best tool for you is the one that you've used the most. You know, it's one of those yeah. things where like when all you have is a hammer, every problem starts to look like a hippie.
0: <laughs> I think the the phrase is nail. <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. No, yeah, that's that's the big thing here. Uh, people have different ways they prefer to learn. And we're going to talk about that in the aftercast. And therefore, different study methods. Auditory learners may prefer to learn through podcasts. Hey, hi guys. Yeah, uh, shout out. Yeah, <laughs> to all our listeners out there. Whereas visual learners may want to see a video. Most of us learn from several different ways. So to improve your study ability, you want to look into the ways that you learn best and the ways that you don't learn best. Because you want to like you want to keep going in those ways that you learn best. And when you're faced with something difficult to learn, know, hey, this is how I learned best. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna use that. But in other areas, you want to beef up. So, that if you're in, like, if you're a visual learner and all you have is audio, you can still get something out of it.
1: Yeah. Well, and I'll tell you something else that you learn when you talk, you know, talk about learning about learning is you have a primary and maybe even a secondary favorite way of learning things, but you'll hit certain subjects where either those things don't work or where you find that there's something else that is drastically more effective Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. Yeah. And that that's something worth paying attention to as well. Now, a common mistake people make is that they don't time box their studying. When studying is open ended, it really tends to make you very unfocused, and it makes it easy to be distracted. I, you know, I learned this again early on you know, learning <laughs> Russian because, you know, if I go okay, I've got you know all evening to get my homework done, for instance, you know, which is a form of study. That is not very effective. Whereas if I say, hey, I'm gonna do it before the podcast recording, you know, where there's there's an endpoint, I get it done and I learn more from it. I learned
0: this in med school where there was always more to study than time to study. And so you had to figure out like what was important. And you also had to bathe. Like there were people who didn't. And do other things like eat and sleep. I mean, we didn't get much sleep. Uh, I was talking to someone the other day uh, saying how, uh, I was like, yeah, I've been sleeping a lot more lately. I've been getting like a full seven hours of sleep. And they're like, I would be a zombie. And I'm like, oh yeah, I can go on three hours for like weeks before I I have to really catch up. But you know, you, you figure those things out when you're in med school. I don't, Suggest it
1: for anyone. But, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, the important thing here is that when you time box study time, it helps you stay focused. Yeah, you know because you got it. You got a limit. It's like the the constraint actually gives you freedom. Mm-hmm.
0: It, it's it's weird, but that's true. It, it does. So next, the next method for thinking is meditating, and meditating is focused time on your own thoughts. So instead of focusing on something external you're focusing internal this could be a time of focusing on a particular area or idea for example after my chiropractic appointment today I got a massage and as I was laying there getting a massage I was meditating on what to do for the aftercast because uh, my sister was in town and I didn't have time to write much so yeah so that was that was a little focused internal time <laughs> Uh, it could also be a time of focus on nothing or on emptying your mind, sort of like uh, more Eastern type of med- meditations to refresh and rejuvenate, which can be very, very refreshing when you you actually do spend some time. What was it uh, we we said in uh, when we were doing martial arts when I first learned about meditating?
1: The like, martial art is the sword and the meditation is the sheath. That's it. That's it. You it. Cutting yourself. Yeah, I knew it was something like that. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, we're not emos. The idea, though, is to set aside a time and usually a space where you can get away from distractions to focus. So you need to find a time where you're not going to be disrupted and go to a place where there aren't many distractions. Uh, One thing I used to do is actually get in the float tank. Yeah, I do remember when you did that. And, you know, and I would buy two sessions back to back. And so it's like a normal 90 minute session and they have 30 minutes to clean the tank in between. And then there's another 90 minute session. Well, if you bought two, you could just stay in there and i will tell you that when you try to empty your mind in that kind of situation where there are no visual or auditory stimuli except for the ones that you create what ends up happening is anything that you're kind of perseverating on you know in your normal life like you've got to confront it there because there's no there's no way to distract yourself from the repeating patterns in your own brain and so that can also help you out a lot with just you know figuring out things that you really need to fix that have been you know, bugging you that you've been pushing under because there's nowhere else to go.
0: Fair, fair. I I like to uh, either go to, I've got a room, my art room that I would go to sometimes or before that, a closet, like a big walk-in closet and shut the door. Basically just keep my dog from coming up and licking my face while I'm sitting there. (laughs) Yeah. So starting out, is a lot easier than most people expect. Like I've talked to people who are like, I could never do that. It's like it it you don't have to like go sit in a float tank for three and a half hours like Will does. That's three and a half hours, right? Ninety plus
1: ninety plus thirty. let yeah, uh, you'll see, yeah. So yeah. wow. You I did the math like that. Yeah.
0: You were in there for three and a half hours,
1: bro. Uh I did that so, every quarter.
0: Yeah. You years. don't have to do that. Like Really, like starting out, I wouldn't even go into a flow. I might do the 90 minute, but I wouldn't do three and a half hours. Uh, I got too much stuff to get done. But uh, basically, just get yourself into some you know, like in, in a distraction free environment as best you can. Get into a comfortable position. Don't have your phone, even like don't even use it for music or anything. Just on, in another room, put on some instrumental music if you want. Relax your body and let your thoughts just sort of slip away. And as the thoughts slide away, focus on the area you're meditating or on the emptiness. Either way, like whatever you're you're doing. And you don't have to do this for very long. I mean, I would I would suggest time boxing it at first to like maybe 5 to 10 minutes just so that you get a feel for that because you'll you'll do it and you'll be like first first time or two you're going to be like man, that's is it ever gonna be over? Is every third or fourth time you're gonna be like, it's already over? I need to yeah. like make this a little bit longer. So get yourself a Pomodoro timer.
1: Yeah, but while you're doing it, you will get unfocused thoughts. Yeah. Pop into your mind. Um, especially when you first start out. But honestly, it will it'll continue as things are happening in your life. Like the, the whole quest of having a completely empty mind in a meditation, I think is It's one of those things that is intended to make you work towards a goal, but you're not intended to get there. It's always supposed to be over the horizon. It's like artificial intelligence. The trick, though, is to not fight those thoughts, but to instead acknowledge their existence while you don't linger on them. Then just let them fade away. Uh, This gives you a lot of discipline for being able to go, okay, I'm not going to think about this thing right now because I got something else going on. But it's also useful to observe that, uh, which was the main thing that I got out of my time in the float tank. Yeah, uh, that is very true. Now, the next one is probably one of my favorites, and that is mind mapping.
0: Uh, Mind mapping my least
1: favorite. Yeah. Mind mapping is a technique to help you focus your brain, brainstorming, I guess, in order to stay on a topic. A mind map starts with a central concept or idea, then has branches leading off to nodes of related ideas from that. Each of these branches can then have their own branches leading to nodes of related topics. Now, depending on how detailed you want to get, you know, you can have that at a very simple level or it can be pretty massive like you can look like the crazy conspiracy theorist guy. Now, you you will note from this that it is very similar as far as a data structure to the data structure of an outline, <laughs> which is your favorite.
0: Yeah, which is which is very funny because I like outlines and I I think it's my mind works like a mind map itself. And so i need like the outline structure helps me to focus whereas a mind map i'm all over the place
1: well yeah that I'm, that's the point right is you're all over the place yeah that's the thing i don't need that i'm already all over the place well you're what you do is you go you start out and you're all over the place and then you eventually get to a point where you're like you kind of got all the pieces in there that you want and you'll notice the things lopsided and those are the areas you need to dig into so it visually pops those out at you that's See, the reason I like it. Yeah, yeah you can do that, that with an outline too. But
0: yeah, that's the thing. It works better for me with outlines. Like I can, when I when I have that structure there, it's very weird how my brain works. I I think because I don't
1: think you can argue with that. Uh, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah. So,
0: anyway, for those of us like me who lean more toward divergent thinking, this does add some beneficial focus. Uh, and removes a few of the more out there paths of thought without having to explore them. Uh it allows you to stay focused by going down one trail and then another on the same idea. Like I said, outlines do that better for me. Mind maps tend to make me they they overstimulate that process in my mind. Huh. I think that's what happens. Like I think that's why I struggle with mind maps is it's an overstimulation. You know, it's like, you know, Mixing Red Bull with coffee. I don't know. I just made that up. I'm going to try that tomorrow.
1: You can see noises. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Now, mind maps do need to have a central theme and then associations branching out from them. And when you want them to work well, you do have to limit the number of associations to seven or fewer. Uh, part of this is the human brain you know, has trouble working with more than seven points of information at a time. But you're also going to find that whatever tooling you have is is going to absolutely choke if it's if it's too wide of a hierarchy under a particular topic. You know, when you're trying to visually lay stuff out, it it gets nasty really quick, and that typically tells you that you don't actually have one central topic.
0: Yeah, that's true. I will say. Creating and using a mind map takes practice, and like we said earlier, there are areas where some of us are stronger than others. This is one of the areas where I am not as strong, and I probably do need to put some more effort into into this. It can get overwhelming when you aren't used to it. And start off with a larger concept. Like, what was it we did when you introduced the concept of mind mapping to me? wasn't uh, like, the concept it was the tool that you were that we were using. Was it? I wonder if it was map. the re- yeah, I
1: don't remember if it was the the probably like a book outline or Yeah, it was yeah. either the
0: recruiter book or it was we were we had this one idea for an application that we never got off the ground. Um yeah. we were working on it for a while and so I don't remember which one it was which one of those it was, but that was way too big of a process for me to really wrap my mind around. Like I'd seen mind maps but never really used them.
1: Yeah. Whereas I'd assumed I was like, oh, he's a psych major. So he's totally done this. So here's a big one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just like go and with it, it. it. The thing is, it this was this was early days, so we were still like like we'd known each other for a long time, but we'd never gotten this, I guess, meta about ourselves and yeah. had those conversations. we like, Yeah, hey, we think differently, and that's actually why we get along so well. Right. So yeah. But yeah, that's that's kind of interesting. Uh the next one that we're going to talk about is a little bit more my speed. writing. Uh, this is putting your thoughts, ideas, inspirations, or dreams down on paper or digital format. I have a friend who, who does a, uh, has this like really cool thing. It's like she writes it out on like these like digital papers
1: and, and it like, records it into an app.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then she can erase that page. It's really, really cool. Anyway. So, but, uh, A lot of people tend to think writing requires a creative mind. And while yes, it is a great outlet for creativity. I use it all the time. You don't have to be like, or even consider yourself a creative person to write. You can use writing to improve your creativity. True, but it can be used for so many things other than just the just creativity.
1: Yeah. We actually had a podcast episode about creativity a while back and you know, kind of went over some of the things that we've learned mm-hmm. and you know one of those is that this when you produce content it is going to make you more creative over time true. like you're you have no greater forcing function for that now it can really be as simple as writing down a to-do list or you know something more complex like a novel or a poem you don't really have to do anything special uh, writing can help you keep track of things and when you take written notes you do remember things better that's I think that's something that's kind of been lost on a lot of people that, you know, try to get these electronic uh, systems for keeping notes. And, you know, I've gotten to the point where I write stuff down on paper and then transfer it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I used to make fun of people who do that. Yeah. And, but I also liked to keep lists on paper, uh, like, Oh, I need this. And like, just make a list of grocery lists and stuff like that. But also I have, I mean, they, they joke because they use these black notebooks. But, uh, like they, they call it my work Bible, but, uh, cause it does kind of look like a Bible, but, uh, yeah. And it's grid. So I can like draw out, like sketch out things if mind I need maps. to not build mind them all maps time, secretly. So. No, no, I do not. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking more, um, wireframes is the word I was looking for I Can sketch out wireframes if needed. But, uh, yeah, no, like, um, and I do, like I've got, I'm showing Will right now, he can't read it, but just my my notes from today, you know, of like, all right, here's what to, to say. I used to do, uh, I used to do them. And I'll tell you guys this, this is, if you don't feel creative, but you want to to start writing stuff, I would write my scrum stuff in there, every, my daily scrum. Like, all right, what am I doing? What did I do yesterday? What am I doing today? And what's what are my impediments? And then I would use it as a checklist for getting stuff done today. And I would be able to write up the next one the next day based on that.
1: Yeah. And the ones that are blank, I've noticed this with to-do lists, just as an aside, you know, if you write it and you, you're like, hey, here's the stuff I'm doing today and you got like seven out of 10 things, but there's three of them you didn't get. Uh-huh. Like when you have to transfer those to another page and write them again and leave the blanks by them, like you will kill those things that day. Yes. A big chunk of the time just because it, it irritates you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, and it's like, you know, I just wrote for like five seconds, but it's yeah. just, it's an irritant and it really, uh, it, it, you got to learn how to get under your own skin sometimes.
0: Yeah. So a common mistake people make with writing is they never get started. You like you'll likely throw away, I mean you will throw away. I'm going to say likely. You will throw away the first draft of just about anything you write. But so many people never start because they can't get it perfect the first time. It's like my my friend was saying he's a an artist and she was like you know how many terrible paintings I did before I did the first good one. It's like, you just got to keep going and keep going. The best way to start writing is just to start whatever it is you want to write, just write, you know, expect it to be bad. Then you're not like, you know, like when it is, you met expectations when it's, if it's, if it's better than bad, then you exceeded expectations.
1: Well, and write it so that, you know, like expect it to be bad. And, and, Leave it unfinished for tomorrow, yeah. So that you can come back to it, and you'll be like, "Hey, here's all the stuff I want to fix," you know. And you have a starting point. Like when you get that, like that workflow goes so well. It does. Um, I I mean, I wrote two books in a year. I can tell you, you know, the way I organize my thoughts shifts while I write, in the way that I Mm -hmm. have to uh, exercise self discipline to get material out.
0: The, the way ships. you write uh, podcast outlines changes when you're writing too. Yeah, I, I noticed <laughs> that. And what yeah. what I learned to do was encourage the uh, beneficial changes, and um, not say anything <laughs> about the negative ones. Just like tolerate them until you were done writing. Yeah, because you 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 literally did. You kept the beneficial changes by doing that, and all I had to do was be like, "Hey, man, the way you wrote this made it so much easier."
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, and that, that works pretty well, right? I mean, and yeah. I knew you were socially engineering me, but it was also like, well, he's not wrong. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, I go with it, I guess, you know, like. Well, I mean, I've just, it's it's one of those things like, like the things
0: that encourage you or like, they, they wouldn't work as well on me. And the things that work on me don't work at all on you.
1: Yeah. Like complimenting me excessively. Yeah. You know, like you compliment, like I've, I've had people say, well, you know, that, that dish you cooked was so great and like, I won't make it again. Yeah. Cause it feels weird. Like, it's like, I'm looking for the attention, so I can't, I, I can't do that very easily.
0: If you say something like, I really liked the way you used like this, like I, yeah. I liked, I liked your use of basil in that dish. It was really good. That's, that's a, that is a way to, the way to compliment you, like either highly specific or. Yeah. You know, something like that, or be like, "Hey, man,
1: that's like, you know." Well, it what? it eggs me on to experiment more. Yeah, yeah. Versus, oh, it's good. You know, your your cup is full. Like when somebody says something is really good, mm-hmm. like you're kind of done. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, and mm-hmm. it's it, it does not leave it open ended enough for me to enjoy it. As that's much. true.
0: Also, also, yeah, that is very true. All right, so the the next is one of my favorites. And one of my least, yep, yep, yep. and that is discussing, discussion. Discussing involves talking through an idea or topic. I mean, this podcast is a great example of a discussion method of thinking. In it, we will state a topic and then discuss it between the two of us. Sometimes we have other people on here to discuss it with us, but for the most part, it's just the two of us. And what's funny is early on in the podcast, that's literally what it was. Our outlines were not sentence structure, they were like words or phrases. Yeah. Yeah. And we would just we would say that and talk. Like I remember the first like real sentence structure when you said I went full med school, full med student on it because yep, I did I some that. like serious research. But yeah, that was that was how we got our start. And uh now we've got sentences because it makes the the other stuff a little bit easier, but we still, we read the sentence and then we discuss. Sometimes we don't read the exact sentence because the way we word things is differently, so.
1: Well, because we're, and we're still talking, so we're like looking at each other on screen, so we get we get close, but
0: yeah. 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 You know what we're saying.
1: Yeah. Now, some people are verbal processors. That would be Beach. Yes. He's basically like a GPU for verbal processing. Very optimized for it, generates a lot of heat, you know, whatever. (laughs) Uh, people help, like that need hot. to talk through their thoughts while others are internal processors, that's more like me I have an internal monologue it goes all the time and I really prefer to study quite a bit before having any kind of discussion I like to look things over and and chew on them for a while I have an internal dialogue that does not surprise anyone <laughs> nope <laughs> <laughs>
0: When you said that you have an internal monologue, I'm like, well, I have internal... Well, it's more of a dialogue. It's
1: a conversation in my own head. It's really two Furbies doing Ayn Rand quotes. (laughs) (laughs) That's your internal dialogue, as far as I know. You're not completely wrong either. I know. Believe me. Oh my
0: goodness, that's hilarious. All right. Now, a mistake a lot of people make with discussing a topic is that they inadvertently turn the discussion into a debate and they start arguing one side or the other and that's that's the thing like with with a discussion this is not a debate a discussion is you know I have some information you have some information and we're we're moving toward a better understanding we're not trying to win a
1: side or something right and not trying to promote a side yeah because again it's it's a discovery process not a solidification process Right. Now, finally, debating is a discussion with the intent of changing another person's opinion or thoughts on a subject. And I'd say that this one is actually even less of a favorite of mine. <laughs> uh, you now, this doesn't always mean changing the person that you're debating. Uh, for example, political debates are not going to change the opinion of the other candidate or any of their followers, for that matter, for the most yeah. part. Yeah,
0: for the most part, the political debates are for the people in the middle.
1: Yeah. Or for your own side to know that you know, they're not alone. And if you look at them like that, there's a lot of stuff that gets said or done that suddenly doesn't sound as nasty yeah. as it did. Because you realize, hey, they're not talking to me.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. The trick to being good at debating is to actually listen to what the other person is saying and see how it applies to what you're thinking or your idea too often people are so focused on what they're going to say next that they miss the opportunity to find a connection
1: and a common mistake with debating is that it can easily and quickly turn into an argument um, it you know it's it's very it's not taught in our society as well as it used to be how to have a discussion or a debate on something without it turning into a full on just mm-hmm. nasty screaming match Um, We've kind of lost that as a culture. Very true. Very true. So guys, this is not an all-inclusive list
0: of the various ways that we use our brains. There are so many more. But what we did here is we highlighted some of the most common methods that you use for thinking. Don't just use this information to find out where your strengths are or the methods that work best for you. Also, Look at the ones where you're the weakest. Figure out why you are weaker in that area, and what you can do to improve it. Like we said, my weakest area on here is mind mapping. You know, and I know to improve that, it's literally just going to take doing more mind maps with simpler concepts.
1: Right. Whereas mine's you know debating and discussing, uh, which means talking to people, which is probably not happening. <laughs> Let's be honest.
0: Uh, not at that well, I mean, level. You, we, we we got you on the podcast, you know, that yeah. was, that was a struggle back in the old days, so if you are, for example, weaker in debating, then find someone you can trust and take an opposing opinion, even if it's not the one that you have.
1: Yeah. I've uh, got a couple people like that that I can do that with.
0: Yeah. If meditation is your weak area, set aside some time to practice it every day, you know? Basically don't let the weakness define you. Use the information here to take action to define yourself. That pretty much wraps us up before we close everything out. Will, what do you have for us this week for Tricks of the Trade? Well, I
1: just want to reiterate the the whole thing we were talking about with general uh, creativity. We have a bias towards thinking that if I can't do something perfect or do it, well enough, you know, up to some standard. The first time I try to do it, then I shouldn't do it, and I'm not good at it. Um, and there's really nothing in our natural history that suggests that we've ever been good the first time we've done anything at any time. And so, I just want to encourage people to actually go out there and try different things, and, and just you know push and see, and and go out there with with the expectation that the first few times you're going to be terrible, and that's actually something that's not only normal and expected but that's part of the learning curve. And you know once you can respect that and go yep, I'm going to go and I'm I'm going to be I'm, you know and and it goes beyond just creative pursuits, right? Like sales calls are another great example of this. Just going out there and going, yeah, I'm going to get shot down by, you know, 15 clients today. Like when you can start doing that, you will get to the point where you don't get shot down by 15 clients. So just want to throw that out there as something that's worth looking into. That's all I got. Standby for Titanfall. If you have a question or comment, please email us at neckbeards at com. Our theme music is an excerpt from Standby for Titanfall by Pure Bells, available on SoundCloud and licensed through Creative Commons.
0: For references, show notes, and extra tips and insights, be sure to check out the website at completedeveloperpodcast.com. Help us make the show possible by supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Complete Developer Podcast. You'll get extras, including a weekly aftercast where we discuss the topic of the week and bonus material with some of our patrons.
1: You can also follow us on Twitter at Complete Pod, like our page on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram to keep up with news about the show. Join the conversation anytime via Slack by signing up at slack.completedevelopernetwork.com